And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. Presented by BetMGM. Hi, hello, good evening. Back to the Futures with you yet again. I'm your host, Brandon Sprague, with my great co-host, Lucy Burge, over there on the East Coast, BetQL's finest. And uh, Lucy, it's good to be back. Uh, I hope your week went well. Uh, how did how did the how did the weekend go for you? Because uh, your your boy Thomas Brady did not have a great Sunday Oof. the way maybe you did. So uh, how did the weekend go for you? Well, I did have a great Sunday, and it's great to have you back, Sprague. Happy birthday to you! That's very oh, thank exciting. You. Um, thank you. It was yes. Well, um, it was not a great weekend for Tom Brady, and it was. You know what? The thing is, this is what I realized about today. Just as the dust settled on the first before Sunday night football game, the, all the games today, this was maybe for me, me personally, the most enjoyable day of football, just a solid day this season, the most enjoyable day mm. this season of football, because even though Brady looked, looked, Brady looked fine. The Buccaneers looked terrible. I was four and three on my bets, which is very good for me because usually thank you very much. And the mm-hmm. first slate was the best slate. And that was very exciting for me because I had the Lions minus two and a half, Eagles minus seven, Bengals minus five and a half, the Houston Texans plus 17, which was my favorite one of the whole, except for the Lions, of course. But I was almost giddy when these bets hit because the Lions, it was such a fulfilling win. The Texas Texans, a fulfilling cover. The Bengals, I was happy with because that could go either way. Buccaneers, I was also on. That was just, that was, we can get to that in a bit, but that was uh, very disappointing to see. But the Roar Boys spring are for real. (laughs) So this was a huge day and I, it was just a, a very fulfilling day, I would say, of football. But how was your weekend and day today, spring? Uh, my early slate was great. My afternoon slate was atrocious. Um, I, I won more than I, than I lost, but what I lost really hurt because I couldn't have been more wrong on the games. Like there's a weird thing when you, when you sports gamble, you can break down how close you are to losing a bet or winning a bet and bad beats and that like, but I have a theory that the more off you are on a loss, sometimes and I look money is money, but sometimes it almost trumps my mind, like my, my thoughts more than the wins do. Yeah. Right. Like I win the Bengal bet and I win my Texans bet. And then the second games comes this afternoon. I had the under in the Tampa Bay, San Francisco game. I had the bucks plus three and a half and I had the under of 44 in chiefs Broncos. And none of those were really close to hitting. Yeah. And so, like, the afternoon slate is weird because you lose, and then we do the show. I got the Dolphins at minus three. They're already down three. But this morning, it, it went it went swimmingly. I, I, I was afraid, Lucy, that I was getting double played. I'm one of those guys who believes in trap situations. I thought the Lions game was a trap trap where they want you uh, to yes. bet Minnesota, but really they want you to bet Detroit because Minnesota wins. I took the bait anyway. I bet Detroit. Our Roar yep. Boys are off and rolling. And, Lucy, I couldn't help but think of you because we talked about the Lions a lot this year, especially with the Hard Knocks thing. If they don't mm-hmm. have Swift and Brown get hurt in that first matchup with the Vikings, they're 7-6 and six right now and not 6-7. and seven. And I really – Lucy, I really want this team to make the playoffs. They're fun. And you know what? They're actually good. Jared Goff is a yes. good 
quarterback. So I was happy for our, our, our guy, um, uh, uh, Blake, Dan in his Campbell. name right now. Dan Man Campbell. I was really happy for Man <laughs> Campbell today. Yes, Dan Campbell. Hutch, Roar Boys Assemble is the rallying cry of our show now. So we are on the Roar Boys. This is what I've been saying. This is a good team. As soon as Eminem said, you guys got a good team this season. There you go. That was it right there. That guy is right all the time. That Eminem, look at him go. He's just, he, he should be a betting analyst because he was on it. I know he had to say that to be polite for the show and because they're Detroit yeah. and he would have said that no matter what. But he just so happened to be correct in this situation because this team's not bad. And they are at least covering the spread, let alone winning by 10, 11 points here. So when I also thought this was a trap game, when I saw that it was Lions, it was, well, minus two and a half is what I got them out. But they were favored. And I thought, wait, I had to do a double, even triple take looking at this mm -hmm. because it's the Vikings. The Lions are favored. What? This is crazy. Something has to be wrong here. And then I thought, no, this team's good. You know what? They deserve this. They deserve to be favored, but I'm going to take them because they could they can cover a spread or win. Like they they could do this, and they did it. And boy, did they ever do it! So this again, very fulfilling win for the Lions here. And I'm almost happier that the Lions won than the Buccaneers because we already know Buccaneers are done. They are just today. We saw the collapse of this season's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're done. Brady's done. His heart's not in it. The Buccaneers' odds to win the Super Bowl right now, plus 3,000. The Lions' odds, plus 6,600. I am a firm believer that those should be flipped. The Lions should have a better, a better odds to win the Super Bowl than the Buccaneers because if you took those two teams today, watched both those teams, which one looks like they are more a playoff Super Bowl team? It's the Lions, 1,000%. Mm -hmm. The Buccaneers had no juice, no energy. As soon as the 49ers weren't up 7-0, done. Brady was done. Brady's head was in his hands two seconds into that game. He was done with this team. And I thought for a second that he was probably thinking, what if I just switched uniforms and just slid over to the other bench and was like, hey, guys, what time is practice tomorrow? We're, we're doing, we are doing great, right, guys? In the locker room, a great win, guys. We're doing fantastic. You know, we, us 49ers, doing a great job here and just had his, you know, his hat on and just pretended he was on the other team, the team he wants to play for, that is absolutely dismantling his team currently. Tom Brady does not want to be on the Buccaneers anymore, and he cannot wait for this season to be over. The Buccaneers are, I would bury them today. Done. Lions are on the, well, on the, the rise here. I don't disagree with your take on the Lions are a better team than the Bucks right now. The only thing that sucks for that opinion is that the Bucks play in the trashest division in football, and the Lions, <laughs> unfortunately, true. are still behind Minnesota. And so they, they got you know, to fight tooth and nail to, to even get in as a wild card spot. They're not in it yet. And Tampa is somehow still leading that crap division, and they're going to host a playoff game. That's the most egregious thing ever. I do want to get to that. Not so much Brady, the Bucks. They're, they're everything you said is accurate. They're just not a great team. I, I don't know why I fell into this trap of, of thinking this was going to be a lot closer than it was. That was a stupid thought by me. I think I, I was thinking of the Brock Purdy thing was Brock Purdy really going to come back teams ready for him. Yeah. But that, that, that 49 er defense, Lucy, I, I don't know about you. Zach asked this in our show notes, uh, getting ready for the show. Are the 49ers to you? The biggest threat to the Eagles, who, by the way, rolled all over the Giants today in a divisional game. 
are the Niners the biggest threat to the Eagles in the NFC? Because right now, it it seems pretty open. The Cowboys struggle and come back to beat the Houston Texans by the hairs of their chinny-chin-chin. But the Eagles are rolling. They're relatively healthy. And, you know, the Niners got Brock Purdy. Minnesota's a a tough team to trust. Dallas is hot and they're cold. And Tampa's not very good. that's before you even get to the wild card teams. Who is the biggest threat to this Eagles team right now who are 12-1 and one and just absolutely dominating? I think by default, it just has to be the 49ers because you look at the rest of the division, and it's not great. The Cowboys, just what you said, they had to, by the hair of their chinny-chin-chins, beat the Texans. So it, yeah. it wasn't like a blowout like the 49ers against Tom Brady's Buccaneers. And what Brock Purdy showed us today is he is him. He is the guy here, and that's why I also bet the Buccaneers here. He is the guy. So I I bet the Buccaneers because I thought, okay, Brock Purdy, an untested, really, quarterback here against Tom Brady. Yeah, I'm going to bet on the Buccaneers here, but it's not just Tom Brady. Tom Brady, who threw for 253 yards and a touchdown today, it's not Tom Brady. It's the rest of the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers' defense, all of it. So that's, again, why Brady does not want to be on this team anymore. But Brock Purdy against them showed that he can go up against anybody. I think the confidence today he probably accumulated from this win is going to be dangerous going forward for the 49ers for other teams because of the 49ers because Brock Purdy now he does have a very similar nickname to Nick Foles because their names both rhyme with uh synonyms that can be nicknames but uh in comparisons to Nick Foles it could be there because Brock I think Brock Purdy mm. has all the confidence in the world right now so I I would say they definitely are the Eagles biggest threat right now I had uh, – so I'll give you a quick rundown through, as, as most people tune in, probably are near the score and the final results from today. As it stands now, right now, Eagles got the one seed in the NFC. Um, that's just about locked up. We don't have very many games left. I don't, I don't see the Eagles losing more than, like, another game. Um, as the Chargers just get a, about to go up 10 nothing on the Dolphins here in the first half. Ooh. So the Eagles are the one seed. Vikings are the two seed. The Niners are the three seed. Tampa's the four, and then the wild card teams are Dallas at ten and three. Look at that. Six and seven is four seed. Ten and three is wild card. It's just it's unbelievable. Dallas would go to Tampa wild. if the playoffs started today, and nobody would pick Tampa to win that game based on what we've seen. Washington is the six seed, and the Giants got obliterated today, but because the Seahawks lost to the Panthers, they are still technically in it. They are the seventh seed. You know, here's the thing. I had a buddy text me, Lucy, and I want to get your thoughts. said, what would the Niners do if they won the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? And I think that's a funny question to ask because they certainly have the playmakers. It sounds like Debo's going to be okay. We'll wait for further information if we get it. But it sounds like it's an ankle injury and it's not serious. So that's great, that's great news for San Francisco. And the defense is probably the best in the league. So if they, they won the Super Bowl, I tend to think that they just – celebrate parade, and deal with whatever comes after. I don't think he's worried about it because this team has been good for a few years now. They just haven't been able to stay healthy or put it together come postseason time. Don't know if I'm with you, though. The Niners certainly looked the part today, but I still am waiting for a Brock Purdy dud. Uh, Dallas mm-hmm. is as questionable as they may be their own fans. They, they're, they're really a hot and cold team. Like They can go from barely beating Houston to – just 
destroying the Indianapolis Colts in a quarter. Uh, Minnesota, I know a lot of people don't trust them, but they are 10-3. and three. I just think the NFC in general, Lucy, is so, so open that right now it has to be Eagles and then kind of everybody else jumbled together because of either injuries, replacements, or hot and cold natures of who they are. Well, that's why I think by default, the 49ers, because they of that crop that kind of falls below, I'd say they're the best. I mean, look at, they, they lose their starting, well, kind of starting quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, and they have their backup in Brock Purdy, and they're still beating the Buccaneers. We are still, that's it right there, waiting for a Brock Purdy dud, which I think a lot of betters, myself included, thought would come today, and it didn't. So until yeah. we see a Brock Purdy bud, should we, a dud, should we be in on the 49ers? <laughs> because he, <laughs> I think to answer that question, if the 49ers win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy, I would label this the year of the backup quarterback. No question, because we have seen a lot of backup quarterback action this season, and Brock Purdy would be the mm-hmm. final boss of backup quarterback. We saw Bailey Zappi, for instance. We just all all these back Mike White, Cooper backup Rush in Dallas. Remember that? Season. Yep. Yes. Yes, yep. there you go. Exactly that yep. too. So yeah, no, absolutely. That's what this would be. Would be he would be the king of the backup quarterbacks, and this is quarter backup quarterback season. That's what it would absolutely be. And I now that I, I think about it, that would actually be great if that happened. That would be kind of funny because never underestimate backup quarterbacks. Mister Irrelevant is now Mister Relevant. So I think it would be very very interesting if they won the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy at the helm. So. I want to ask you, because we'll play guess the lines coming up here. we got some really interesting games next weekend. We'll get to some of the college football bowl matchups that we have as well. But I want to ask you in the AFC, because the NFC question number one, uh, Buffalo wins today. They, they, I don't know how the Jets covered that, but they covered. And as a Jets and Texans parlay better, thank you, God, because I got it oh, at God. Jets plus nine and a half. I missed the Jets plus 10 window that I had out here oh, in Oregon Sprague. all week long. Wow. I know. I was I was like, oh, I'm going to lose. Um, and then, thankfully, they kicked that field goal because they were down two score. Jets are still a seven seed. The Dolphins, who are losing right now, are the six seed. Bengals, who are red hot and rolling, are the five seed. Your top four, Buffalo, Kansas City, Baltimore, Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee looked awful the week after they fired John Robinson, their judger. Baltimore with Tyler Huntley and then Anthony Brown, like, survived. Kansas City almost blew a big lead, and Buffalo just kind of played a traditional cold-weather type game, and they they won a, a physical one. How do you feel about the AFC right now? So the AFC, I feel like, is in flux. The Jets-Bills game today, I stayed away from completely because I wanted to be on the Jets to cover But I thought maybe today against the Bills, this is the day where they're not going to cover, of course, because I bet on it. But so I stayed away from that game. But the AFC, I feel, is very in flux. But I still feel like the Bills are the gold standard when it comes to looking at the Super Bowl, looking at who's going to win the division. So I think it's, again, like in the other division, Bills and everybody else. Yeah. No, I I think we're, I think, Lucy, what we're lined up for, a great AFC playoff picture where Cincinnati, they conceivably could not win their division but still get back as a wild card. They're dangerous right now, and Kansas City is team. I think you want to face. We have a lot to get to today in the show, Lucy. We'll play Guess the Lines, where you usually kick my butt. We'll talk some more football. All of that is ahead. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app.
Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Start your day with a daily tip presented by BetMGM. Featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. When Jeff Saturday was known as Jeff Sunday. Remember that lasted about five, six days. He got that opening week win against the Raiders, at least his first week as an NFL head coach. But now he's really going to be under the pressure cooker, under the spotlight that comes with being an NFL head coach because he doesn't have that NFL head coaching experience. I understand a lot of this was on Matt Ryan because he was off in the fourth quarter last night. But the problem is when you have a quarterback that throws three really bad interceptions, how much can the coaching really do? Because at the end of the day in the NFL, it is very difficult to have a winning squad when you don't have a good quarterback and you don't have a good offensive line. So I don't really think it matters who the head coach is. The Daily Tip, weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Get locked into You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM, with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Like, just blind contrarianism doesn't get you anywhere. You're going to win sometimes, you're going to lose sometimes. So just like everyone's on blank, so I'm on blank, with no remote understanding of how anything works. Going to win just as often as flipping a coin, going to win just as often as betting teams with three vowels, or teams that wear the color blue. And like, if I have to hear somebody bring up McGregor Mayweather one more time, it's like unicorn sporting events that apparently now happens every year because everyone references it, even though it doesn't. Just, like, think about it for a second, man. Like, just think for a second. <laughs> just, like, places are taking way too much money for, like, everyone in my town bet the U.S. You don't matter. You're irrelevant. Sorry. Somebody had to tell you that. I just, it's really unbelievable. You better you bet 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Fantasy football leagues are won on the waiver wire and with trades and with savvy starter sit decisions. The Fantasy Football Today podcast will help you along the way with the best advice on how to manage your team and dominate your league. With eight episodes per week, Fantasy Football Today is the only resource you'll need. Start sit, grade the trade, fantasy cops to settle your league disputes, and so much more. Check out Fantasy Football Today anywhere podcasts are found. You know those headlines that make you stop scrolling and actually read an article? I'm Mike Rogers. Those are the kinds of stories I'm diving into on my podcast, Something Offbeat. Like the caterpillar infestation in Maine that had us rethinking our relationship with insects. We were talking about a time 300 million years ago, if you can imagine. There was a dragonfly. It had a two-foot wingspan. Just search for Something Offbeat in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. All right, welcome back in. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. Uh, We'll talk a little college football, give you an update right now, Sunday night football. It was 10-0 Chargers, about eight minutes to go in this game, in the first half. Uh, and then the Dolphins ran a play, just a standard handoff, fumbled. Tyreek Hill picks it up, and Zach put it really well. Tyreek Hill picks it up. He's gone, and he was gone. Now, he gone. The, the clump of the Chargers defense was in the middle. Nobody saw the ball except Hill. He picked it up, ran around everybody. Nobody was catching him. And so now the Chargers get the ball back. It's 10-7. Uh, Chargers football. So we'll get a lot more into some of the other games, a little college football as well. Uh, but I wanted to uh, play guess the lines, Lucy, because I'm a glutton for punishment. And so I like losing this game every week. We bring on our super producer, Zach, who uh, throws out some games. We have not checked these lines. So if you're not familiar with guess, Zach has picked a, a handful of games. We'll, we'll play like I think Vegas is thinking in the show. And we'll give our thoughts on the matchup. And so we do this game. Usually Lucy uh, kicks my butt. Zach, welcome back. On what game do we start with today? All right, guys. Happy to be here as always. Week 15 next week. It's going to be pretty crazy. We're getting into the thick of things in terms of this NFL season. And we will start, guess the line, on Thursday Night Football, a big divisional matchup. The Seattle Seahawks, they had a tough loss today against the Carolina Panthers. They're sitting at 7-6 and six now. This game's going to be really big for them because if they win, they will leapfrog both Washington and the Giants in the wild card standings. Uh, and with the loss, they will remain out of the playoff picture like they are right now. They will be hosting the San Francisco 49ers, the team that just beat the Buccaneers 35-7 to today. So, Sprague, I'll start with you. 49ers, Seahawks, Thursday night football. Guess the line. This is usually a pretty good rivalry uh, the Seahawks owned this one when Russ was there, but now he's gone. They they thumped him pretty good last game in San Francisco. It was like the first game for Seattle, who, you know, talk about a struggle about Seattle Seahawks. I'll be at this game in person. I'm looking forward to it. San Francisco favored based on what we've seen. I'm going to say Cisco minus two and a half. Ooh. <laughs> Okay, yeah, the Sprague factor, because Sprague will be at this game. Let me think about this. I'm going to go 49ers favored. I'm going to say 49ers minus five and a half. Sprague starts this one off pretty well. He gets the point. The 49ers are three-point favorite over the Seattle Seahawks. Minus three. Oh, and I was going to say three and a half, too. Oh, no. Okay, you just said you'll be there, Sprague. You deserve that one. So I gave it to you as a gift, gift, basically. Happy birthday. I appreciate it. By the way, real quick on on that game, what do you think it says? What do you think the team that maybe loses out the rest of the way? Because that defense has looked awful the last couple weeks. With the Seahawks would be? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, definitely. Like, I I think the 49 I would take the 49ers here for sure. Okay, moving on to the next game here on Guess the Line. We will actually have a Saturday triple header 
that's really when you know we are getting deep into the thick of this NFL season. And a team today that had a, a nice win, I don't know how they did it. The Baltimore Ravens, they went into Pittsburgh, ran the ball down the Steelers' throat. They will be going on the road to Cleveland to take on the Browns. And right now, Baltimore and Cincinnati, they remain tied for first place in the AFC North. So, Lucy, I'll start with you. This is going to be a Saturday afternoon game. Ravens at Browns. Guess the line. I'm going to say Ravens minus – I'm going to go three and a half. Ravens minus three and a half. Sprig, you with us? We're going to wait on Sprig. Sprig. So was yeah, I right, gonna... Zach? Or would I? Th- I'm going to say I'm going to pick for Sprig here. I'm going to say uh, uh, if I'm Sprig, I would say uh, Ravens minus uh, seven and a half. Wow, Lucy. So you were a little off here. It's not confirmed yet what Lamar Jackson's status is, but based on this line, it's not looking like he's going to be playing. So the Browns are actually favored by three Cleveland what? opens as a three point favorite. And I think it just has to come down to the quarterback, right? Tyler Huntley. He actually left this game today against the Steelers and the Ravens had to go with uh, Anthony Brown, the rookie from Oregon. So the Ravens might be playing with the third string quarterback. Sprig, are you back with us? Oh, looks like maybe he is not. Um, um, yeah. We can't hear you. Let's go, let's. Yeah, Sprague's still waiting to fix his microphone. We'll get him. Sprague is muted. Meanwhile, I don't. I don't know if people can hear this, but we had our first snowfall here in Boston today, and there are people shoveling the street. God bless them. Thank you very much for doing this. Shoveling the streets outside here in Boston, outside my building. It has sounded to me like a cannon going off. The scraping against the sidewalk sounds very loud to me. So I don't know if you hear that. That is what that is. I don't know if it can be heard over this but it is it is winter time now with this snowfall it's very exciting not looking forward to this winter but uh but yeah so i don't know who won that because i had both of them favored for both of us spring anything yeah still nothing uh we're still waiting to uh get brandon back but lucy (laughs) we'll move on to the next game here on guess the line i know this is going to be a game you're watching We spoke a lot about the Buccaneers in the first segment, and they're really struggling. And I think one thing we have to mention, too, is all of a sudden, the Buccaneers, they're still in first place, sitting at 6-6 and in the NFC South. But all of a sudden, there's starting to be some teams creep up behind them. We have the Carolina Panthers. They're now 5-8 and after their victory today over the Seattle Seahawks. We also have the Falcons. They gained half a game in the standings. They were on bye this week after the Buccaneers' loss. And the Saints are sitting at 4-9. and I told you this before the show, but... If Tom Brady doesn't throw that touchdown pass with about 10 seconds left on Monday night to beat the Saints, all four teams in this division would be tied right now at 5-8. and They will be hosting the Bengals. So uh, what do you think the line is going into this one? And I know you said the Bucs Super Bowl odds are not feeling great about those. How are you feeling about their odds to win the NFC South with just a few weeks left? They're one game up right now on both the Falcons and the Panthers. Yeah, I feel a lot better about their odds to win the NFC South because of how terrible the rest of the division is. Like what Brady said last week when he said, uh, by some reason, we are winning this division because the rest of the division stinks. So I have a lot more faith in that uh, to cover this. I don't know than they to win the division. And that's why it breaks my heart to think the Bengals, I'm going to say are favored here, the Bucks at home, but I'm going to say Bengals minus two and a half. Yeah, so right now, you were close. The Bengals are actually a three-and-a-half 
point favorite over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You think that's right? You were right. Yay. Yay. See, Sprague would have said minus two or something. And can you guys hear me? I would have been wrong. Can you hear me? Yes. Sprague is back. (laughs) Okay. I got a lot to say. All right. You silenced me for five minutes. No, no, this is, (laughs) this is malarkey. Okay. You don't get to guess for me, Lucy. That's not, that's not how this game works. You get to guess for me. Uh, are we doing Bengals Bucks still? Well, well let's yes, hear your thoughts yeah, on. Yeah, uh, if you didn't hear, yes. Quickly, let's hear your thoughts on Ravens Browns. Should the Browns be favored? Lucy thought the Ravens were going to be favored. We don't know what Lamar Jackson's status is going to be for this yeah. game. It's looking like uh, the former Oregon quarterback Anthony Brown, the rookie, he might be under center in this one. Uh, do the Browns deserve to be favored when the Ravens are a playoff team and they're looking like they're going to be on the outside looking in? I mean, look, the, the Browns are really concerning because their offense has looked atrocious with Deshaun Watson, but should they be favored? I mean, yeah, small favorite's not a big deal to me. It's not like Baltimore's out here looking like the most impressive division leader in football. There may be no Tyler Huntley, probably no Lamar Jackson. Like, if it's Anthony Brown, yeah, I, I would make Cleveland a small favorite. Um, so I, I, I really don't have a problem with it. If the Lions can be favored over the Vikings, why can't the Browns be favored over this Ravens team that I think ultimately because Lamar's injury is probably going to lose the division lead to Cincinnati, who's red hot right now. So I don't really have a problem with Baltimore being a small dog. uh, If it's at Cleveland, I I think that actually sounds about right to me. Yeah. And right now the Ravens and Bengals, they're tied for first place in the AFC North and they're actually going to play each other week 18, the last week of the season in Cincinnati. So maybe that game could have some implications Uh, for the division. Zach, what did Lucy guess for Bengals Bucks? What was the line that she threw out for bang, for Bucks at Bengals? I believe it was uh, Bengals at Bucks. Bengals, right? Bengals minus two and a half. Okay, have we given the num- the the number to that yet? Can I guess, or have we given that? I have. For the sake of this, let's say no. No, we yeah. have not given it. Guess okay. away, Sprig. I'm going to say Bengals minus three and a half. On the money, you hit it. Cincinnati no. going into Tampa. Oh, yeah, sure you didn't. No, we gave it out. We gave it out already. Yeah. Is what I should have said. Yeah. <laughs> I love technical issues. This is, this is just <laughs> the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gave it All out right, already. Guys. It's minus twelve and a half. What's the right, next game, Zach? Yeah, moving on to the next game. This is a big one. We spoke about one of these teams early on in the show. The Detroit Lions. They're playing really good football. They're going on the road to MetLife Stadium to take on the Jets. And I'll say this, guys. This game is going to be massive for both teams because the Lions, they are all of a sudden near the playoff picture. The Jets, they're holding on for dear lives, competing with the, for the last wild card spot with the Chargers and the Patriots. So they will be hosting the Lions next week. Spray, go start with you. Guess the line for that one. Uh, Jets. So it's – I'm going to say Lions at Jets. Jets minus two. I'm going to go see this game. I am so looking forward to this game. I'm going to be thinking about this game all week. But I want to say Jets will be favored. Jets, but not by much. Jets minus three and a half. Wow. Spray gets another point. The Jets are a one and a half. You are kidding me. Over the Lions. He's hot. The kid is hot. One and a half. (laughs) You've got to be kidding. I love that we're exposing well, the fact that Lucy is a bad loser in this game. Like I usually, <laughs> I'm the one losing to this, and Lucy's losing her mind because she's not having a great night. Not used to this because I was so good at this game until the technical issues curse has now 
brought oh, okay well you know what maybe the line will move and then i'll be right <laughs> where would you guys hey zach you're a jets fan where would you lean on this game right now i might it sounds like mike white mike white is going to be back according to robert Sala in the post game where would you lean at right now lions at jets Sprig, I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I'm not. I wouldn't feel great about it, but I'd, I'd feel be. I'd be feeling pretty good. The Jets for the last few weeks, it's been clear. Like the only way this team is gonna make the playoffs is to win their remaining two home games against the Lions and a Thursday night game against the Jaguars, and then mm-hmm. the Jets are gonna have to win one more game on the road, either in Seattle or in Miami. The Jets competed. They fought hard today. I don't think a lot of people were really expecting to win today in Buffalo after beating the Bills the first time around in MetLife Stadium. That, that's a really good team. They were going to want – they were going to give us uh, their best shot. But I'm actually feeling pretty good about the Jets. And honestly, the fact that the Lions have won a few games in a row going into this game, it makes me feel a little bit better because how many games in a row can they really win? And also Jared Goff, historically, he's not great in the cold. He's been very well in the dome. But he also went to MetLife earlier this season and beat the Giants. So I think this is really a 50-50 game, like – could go either way, but I'm feeling cautiously optimistic from the Jets' perspective. Lucy, are you excited like, for your uh, your Lions? I am, and I do like the Lions. I'll be wearing this shirt for this game. I do like the Lions here, and what Zach and I were talking before the show about this, about this cold-weather aspect of Jared Goff's performance, but the fact that he went into MetLife and did that really kind of, I was like, okay, now that seals the deal for me, makes me feel better. The Lions can cover the spread. They can cover a spread. So I have a lot of faith in them to do it against the Jets, who are not a bad team by any means. But the Lions now, also not a bad team. If you, uh, Looking at what they did today, looking at what the Jets did today, the Lions have momentum on their side here. So I, right now, would take the Lions. I mean, if you're going to take the – if you're going to talk points here too, I, I my two cents, like if you're thinking Lions plus two, two and a half, whatever – just, just bet money line. Like at that, if it's such a small number like that, I, I, I would just bet the money line. Do we have one more game, Zach? We do quickly, and this is actually going to be the Sunday night game next week. It's a big one. Both these teams are currently tied in the standings at five, seven, and one. We will have the New York Giants going on the road to Washington to face the Commanders. Uh, this is going to be the mm. second game in a row for Washington. They'll be facing the Giants. A weird scheduling quirk there, but it's very quickly. Guess the line for that one: Giants at Commanders. Uh, I'm going to say Commanders minus three and a half. Okay, I'm feeling very big Commanders minus five and a half vibes here. Don't know why, Mm. but I'm thinking that. We said the kid was hot going in. He stays hot. Sprague nails it. On the money, the Commanders are three and a half point favorite over the Giants. I'll ask you guys quickly, though. Well, the Giants... The game didn't matter a ton to them today. Even though they lost, they were going to be uh, ahead of Washington. Where are we leaning towards this game? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going commies. I think the commies are the better team. I think the Giants are getting a little exposed here at the end of the year. I, I, I think the commies are going to get this one. Yeah, I'm also feeling Commanders vibes, but that didn't help me when it came to guessing the spread. So, I no, I'm going to go Commanders. <laughs> I think the Very commanders true. Uh, Zach, great games, man. Great. Thank yes. you. Great, I finally great game won one. To it, all. Doesn't, yes. it doesn't happen often. We got <laughs> more cute. football to get to. We'll do it. Back to the Futures. Back with more on BetQL Network. Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM. <laughs>
Odyssey knows that football fans can't get enough football. That's why we've got nonstop football coverage on the free Odyssey app. Podcasts and live shows dedicated to every pro team. NFL play-by-play and enough game talk for the most diehard fans. Local radio stations talking football, interviews with star players and coaches, and football fans being fans. What kind of play calling was that? Listen to everything you love about football, live and on demand, with the free Odyssey app. Get in the game and download today. Hey guys, Mike Valeni for Cash the Ticket Podcast. If you like sports betting or if you just like sports, it's the podcast for you. We try to cover all the big games and maybe some of the games you didn't even know were important. Give you some angles, pick some winners, have a good time, and hopefully help you uh, meander through college and pro football season. So join us a couple times a week to get all your information you need to bet the games that you watch. It's Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Check out BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. If you're going to pick one team that could be anybody by 50, isn't Dallas the most likely team. Have they surpassed the Bills for the be- the biggest knockout punch ability in the-, in the NFL right now? Yes, the Bills used to be that team. They're not that team anymore. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth presented by BetMGM. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Get locked into You Better You Bet presented by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Blind contrarianism doesn't get you anywhere. You're going to win sometimes, you're going to lose sometimes. Everyone's on blank, so I'm on blank with no remote understanding of how anything works. Going to win just as often as flipping a coin, going to win just as often as betting teams with three vowels. You Better You Bet, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sports bettors, wrap up your day with BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Starring Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and the new guy, Nick Ashew. I will now be in here with you guys every day, five nights a week. I cannot wait. I am excited. We will talk NBA, we will talk NFL, and we will probably go off the rails. And I promise that I will drive producer Cam nuts at least once or twice a night. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Betting the World Cup, then start your day with a daily tip presented by BetMGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Something just happened in the World Saudi Cup. Saudi Arabia won it. Oh Two to one, it's over. Goodness. Argentina was minus 900 to win this game. Sorry to go on a tangent, but this is big news for the World Cup. The road is going to get tougher now, and certainly they have the talent to find a way to get through. Lionel, Messi. Messi just looks like he saw a ghost. The Daily Tip, weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the BetQL Network. Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Uh, Welcome back in. We, We were just talking during the commercial break here on Back to the Futures about bowl destinations and Mm -hmm. my Oregon state Beavers are playing in the Vegas bowl against a Florida team that I'm not sure has 10 players eligible to play right now. And Lucy's uh, Yukon Huskies are going to Myrtle beach to take on Marshall. And so we were just talking about going to bowl games and I want to go to Vegas for my bees because they could have their third 10 win season ever in program history. If they win this, 
but the flights from Portland to Vegas that weekend specifically jumped like double the normal rate. The hotel rates are stupid, and the ticket prices are ridiculous. So I refuse to go, but I'm trying to get Lucy to go to this bowl game, this UConn-Marshall bowl game in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. And you're being stubborn about this because you refused to, to, and I think you said this quote, take time off from work, end quote, as if like you missing three days is going to make or break anything. Like why, why, why would you not go to this bowl game? This seems like a fun bowl game to go well, to. Yeah, I think, you know, BetQL would just burn to the ground if I was gone. That's, you know, my thinking here. No, I, <laughs> first of all, do not ask me where this bowl game is. Do not ask me where the Myrtle Beach Bowl is, because as I just learned, it is, it is not in Florida. <laughs> it's not Florida. <laughs> Myrtle Beach is not in Florida, which I, I kind of knew that. I Something seemed off about that for some reason. I thought it was Florida. Yeah. But no, my brother wanted to go to see UConn in this because New Haven has flights from from New Haven to Myrtle Beach. So I thought maybe, but there are no flights now on Sunday. It's on a Monday. There are no flights on Sunday. So it would be a little tricky to get there. The game's at 2.30, I believe, p.m., Eastern mm-hmm. Standard Time. So I believe it would be tough to to get to fly that morning or uh, we'll see. It's it's up in the air. Maybe maybe I'll go to a bowl game one of these days, maybe this one, but I would like to go to a bowl game at some point, maybe the uh, Fiesta Bowl or the uh Cheez-It Bowl or the Idaho Potato Bowl or one of all the all the greats, one of my favorites maybe. Yeah, I like that our graphics says Lucy, where is Myrtle Beach? I think that is a very yeah. valid question. Hey, but look, we, yeah, we, we like to know, learn on this show, and fine. you learn that Myrtle Beach is not in Florida. It's in South Carolina. I knew it was. So... I, I, something seemed wrong about that when I thought, when you said, oh, have you ever been to Myrtle Beach? And I was like, oh, we used to go to Florida a lot. And then I was like, wait, that's not Florida. That can't that can't be right. Something's wrong here. Uh, but well, no, I, Lucy, I do know now the geography of that. Did, did you see the uh, – you mentioned it there very briefly. Did you see the Cheez-It Bowl? The Cheez-It Bowl, oh reportedly, goodness, who has Oklahoma and Florida State playing in. It's actually a pretty good little game, uh, even though Oklahoma yeah. is disappointing this year. Cheez-It Bowl, which is going to be in Orlando, and Lucy, Orlando is confirmed in Florida. And uh, Florida. at the okay, Cheez-It Bowl, they're going to have multiple <laughs> bedrooms at their hotels that are entirely dedicated to Cheez-It as a company. I'm talking like bed sheets, uh, pillowcases, lights, light, you know, lamp covers, every room is supposed to be Cheez-It based. And I want to ask of all the cracker snacks, would you choose Cheez-It as a bedroom flavor? Or would you go with a different cracker? Ooh, you go bedroom flavor, my goodness. But yes, I would say, you know, Orlando, first of all, Orlando, a place I've been to many times. So I do know where Orlando is. That's a a great spot, Orlando, Florida. Um, I would say Cheez-It's as it, you know what, I, I might go Ritz crackers, but here's why Cheez-Its is oh. a great one. And I did, okay. Ritz crackers are so good, but there's there's only really they one. They are so good. Maybe there are other flavors, but Cheez-Its are so much more versatile and so much more you can do with them color-wise, flavor-wise, mm. so many things. Mm-hmm. So when I saw these rooms, they're, first of all, bananas. These rooms are immaculate when it comes to Cheez-It memorabilia it is amazing and one of the things they have in these rooms is 
mood lighting, cheese it mood lighting, where it's red and yellow and orange lighting, which I think is just all in, all aboard the cheese it room yes. train when it comes to little details, little details, which I, as we were talking about before the show, they should have included things like cheese it's in the mini bar. Like you just open the mini bar, all cheese it's just fall out. Cheese it's coming out of faucets. Cheese, cheese everywhere. Just cheese it's in the carpeting. Cheese it's all over the place. But the bedspread, cheese it. The the wall on the back is be the cheesiest or something like that. Imagine you are one of these teams, Florida State or Oklahoma. I do have a pick in this game, Florida State, minus seven and a half. But imagine you are one of the few players that is staying in a cheese it room and you have to play in this bowl game. And all you see and hear and your your whole world has become Cheez-Its while you are staying in this room. I think I'd like it, but I don't know if these players, I, I would st- I would stay in this room, but if you're a player, I might be a little distracted by this room. Okay. Okay. I can look, I can get with what you're saying. I think ultimately I'm to go wheat thin. I'm more of a wheat thin man than oh. a cheese it man. Yeah, I know. It's not as much flavor yeah. and doesn't have kind of the sexy of flair. No, that I can get with that. Provides you. But yeah, I mean, wheat thins are pretty good. Overall, like Love our point is, thin. this is kind of, yeah, this is what you kind of have to do when you get to bowl games. We've got the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, as we've got a former coach who's now hired at a new place going against his former team that he just quite literally left. Um, we've got the Dion's Bowl game, North Carolina Central against Jackson State and the Cricket Celebration Bowl. New Mexico Bowl, my beeves uh, in the Vegas Bowl. I mean, you get bowls. This is that time of year where we get random bowl games all, all, you know, December long on random days. But the ones that matter the most, Lucy, to the playoff. And it's interesting right now because the playoff lines have moved a little bit. And I I saw this. Michigan has moved from 9.5 to 7.5 in just a week. The total has gone up by, you know, about a half point. And so you've got TCU – against Michigan versus the three in the Fiesta Bowl in Glendale on December 31st. Do you have any early projections or picks that you would say you like in that matchup? I am definitely leaning Michigan minus seven and a half here. They are just so dominant and I think they can cover this. I know TCU is a great team, but Michigan is not to be reckoned with in my mind. I would go Michigan minus seven and a half here for sure. Really? Yeah. Yeah. A, in a, in a bowl yeah, game, a big spread. I, it's it's a big spread. And th- that's why minus nine and a half, I was like, eh, I don't know. But minus seven and a half, I'm, I might do it. I might do that right now. I know TCU is good, but Michigan is just domination central. So I, I'd yeah. go seven and a half here. It sucks that Blake Quorum won't play in this game, but J.J. McCarthy lit up Ohio State. They win the Big Ten title game against Purdue. Uh, but Michigan, I think, is – they're not quite on a Georgia level of physicality, but they're not very far below it. Like they, they have an offensive front to push on almost anything. The only thing that's shaky for Michigan is going to be, can TCU continue their, their, their amazing aerial attack? Like their defense is going to give up big plays. I would lead the over in this game as well. Um, I think TCU can score. I think Michigan's going to score. I would probably lean with a Michigan minus seven and a half. I think TCU's had a few games that they probably should have lost that they didn't. And so Michigan, I think, is on a mission to get right back to the college football national championship and see what they can do in that matchup. But, you know, they got to they gotta wait to see who wins between Georgia and Ohio State because in the Peach Bowl, that's your matchup there. And we know that Georgia, 
you know, going to be a pretty big favorite. I'll look it up right now. I just blanked. I just had it up on tabs. But Georgia's going to be heavily favored over Ohio State. Minus six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah. Oh, six and a half? Yeah. That's what what it does say on this. But I am Ohio State all the way in this. Ohio State plus six and a half. They have only, yes, they have only been an underdog 10 times since 2012. And they have gone eight and two in those games in which they have been an underdog. I think the underdog narrative here for Ohio state, which Mm. I picked to win it all this season is going to be huge because they have the lower expectations. They are going to outperform the low expectations put on them. There's going to be less pressure. They're going to just blow, not blow doors, maybe, but this could be a close game. I think this will be a close game against Georgia. And I think they can cover this spread for sure six and a half i think i think they're really going to outperform what people might expect here wow yeah i i don't i don't feel that at all i think this is george's national championship i'm curious to see if you'll be right lucy because the buckeyes they just had a really poor showing against michigan and michigan to me again is like physicality wise less than what george is it feels like this is george's national championship and we're more just like rooting and waiting to see who's going to finish in second um, if Ohio State can do it, I'm going to be really upset. And I'll tell you why. Not because you win the bet. I'll be happy for you. I'll be upset because I hammered Ohio State pretty hard on my radio show out here. And I basically advocated against them backing their way into the playoff, which I always love that we make these teams play in conference championship games. And then if they lose it, they get punished. And the teams who couldn't even make their conference championship game basically get to waltz yeah. in. I, I absolutely hate that. We should have Ohio State, USC play for the final playoff spot and duke it out that way more so than saying, Hey, you'll see if you lose this, but Ohio state, you're not even in yours, but you're going to get in. I, I can't stand that, but I am excited for the playoff. Lucy. I'm excited to see if Ohio state can make it a game. And I'm excited to see what TCU does against a, a pretty Michigan team. And if Michigan ends up getting, you know, becoming victorious, can they make a game against Georgia? I think that's a really hard matchup. And it, again, it feels like the Georgia's national championship. Yeah, and I hope above all that it is a game and not a blowout. I hope Georgia does not blow out Ohio State or, you know, maybe vice versa will happen and Ohio State blows out Georgia by some miracle. That's the only way I'd like it to be a blowout is if it's Ohio State in favor there because if I I hope – if anything else, all these bowl games, I hope they're all exciting. I hope they're all close. And I hope the the LA Bowl and the Lending Tree Bowl and the, all the the Nacho Tostito Bowls are, are good games for the sake of the players because this is not a joke, these Nacho Bowls and Cheez-It Bowls. This is real life for them. And I hope it's a, a great game for all, for each bowl, because the names are fantastic. <laughs> Famous Idaho I Pino also- Bowl. Oh, I know. They have the Duke's Mayo Bowl where they just oh, like mayonnaise for two and a half hours. It's 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 fantastic. Uh, if I'm you, I'm looking at going to the Fenway Wasabi Bowl. I think yeah, Wasabi be a lot of fun Fenway in Bowl. Boston. So yep, I uh, I too. I like Louisville in that one. Yeah, Louisville in that one. I like that Revenge plus one spot. and a half. Yeah, Hell yeah, I like that's it. my that's my pick for that. I'll have a little bit more on bowls in the next couple weeks, um, but uh, we'll have more NFL next week. It's good to be back, Lucy. I enjoy doing the show with you as always. And, uh, you know, for Lucy, I'm Brandon. Talk to you guys next week. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network.
Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.